Good morning, Lindsley Avenue. Good morning. It's good to see everybody here this morning. It's good to see you. some of the regulars, people here all the time, and a few visitors. We're glad you're here. Uh, if you're visiting, we hope you will come back and visit again with us each and every opportunity that you have. Uh, what I believe you will find here is a group of people who are God's people, who are wanting to go home to be with God, and as we go, we want to be loving our neighbors as well as loving God. So thank you again for being here. And happy 2022. I think last year I said, hey, 2021 can't possibly be as bad as 2020 was. I could easily have just taken what I said last year and redid the thing again this year. Uh, to show how 2020 was, I know it's two years ago now, a year and a half, whatever. I ordered a Christmas ornament that I thought was going to symbolize 2020. It was a dumpster with a fire in it. <laughs> because 2020 was a really tough year. For a lot of 2020, much of what people may have wanted to do, you couldn't do, or if you did it anyway, there were consequences. A dumpster that was on fire. Well, it arrived and was broken. It also arrived after Christmas. So, you know, what are you gonna do, right? Well, I should have kept the broken 2020 dumpster fire ornament and put it on the tree for 2021 because it, it seems like sometimes, right, is it ever going to stop? Well, yes, things will eventually stop. But we have a new year in front of us. We often, when we have a new year in front of us, want to make a, a resolution, want to resolve to do something differently, whether it's to exercise more, uh, eat less, or be kinder. I mean, there's all sorts of things people make as their resolution for the new year. So I want to propose today a New Year's resolution for us here at Lansley Avenue. Now last year, for 2021, the year just ended, our New Year's resolutions were to love God and love our neighbors. I, I combined both of them together because you cannot love God if you don't love your neighbors. And if you don't love God, you probably are not going to love your neighbors. So it's always good to look backward and say, how do we do on that? Well, given the constraints with which we were operating under in terms of COVID, not being able to do as many super duper Saturdays and other things that we do here at Lindsley, I would certainly say that we kept our love for God and we, we did our best loving our neighbor as well as we could given the constraints that were put upon us by our circumstances. I don't want to forget the 2021 resolutions. We need to love God and love our neighbors. My proposal is going to be that we have a cumulative list of New Year's resolutions. That we don't say, wow, 2021 is over. I don't have to worry about loving God and loving my neighbor. It doesn't work that way. So let's continue to focus on loving God by putting our lives where God wants them to be. To focus on the things that are important, not the things that seem urgent or the things that are temporary. And part of the way we do that is we don't focus on ourselves. We focus on our neighbors. You know, if I love my jacket more than I do someone that I see who's cold, I'm not loving my neighbor. 
love that's out of order, that's in its wrong sequence, is often what I view as a, a basis for much of the sin, much of the falling short, much of the mistakes that we make. So people that love money more than they love individuals, people that love sometimes individuals more than they love God, I mean, all these different things, right? Have to have it in order. Let's love God, let's love our neighbor, certainly much more, and in that order, much more than we ever love any things that we may have. 2021, let's continue that into 2022. What are we going to do as a new resolution, so to speak, to add to our list for 2022? Well, here's my suggestion. It was read just a moment ago by Howard from Galatians 6, 1 and 2. We read, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself too, lest you, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So there it is. Bear one another's burdens is going to be my proposal, my suggestion for our resolution for 2022. Let's spend some time talking about these two verses in the context of where it's spoken, where it's written in Galatians chapter 6, the end of 5 and the beginning of 6. So let's start off here with verse 1. Notice, brothers, and when it says brothers here, that doesn't mean just the men. Brothers and sisters, if anyone is overtaken in a transgression, this is someone who is within the congregation. This is someone who is a member of God's family, someone who is uh, in the right kind of relationship with God and with Jesus because he's speaking to the congregation. Brothers, if any of you, really is the way to think about this, if anyone within your number is overtaken in a transgression or sin, it's important to remember, everyone sins. All have fallen short of the glory of God. We all continue to make choices from time to time with different levels of frequency, but we all make choices that are not what God would have us make. The difference is that a member of God's family does not stay in a sinful situation. A member of God's family does not make it a practice to continue doing the same things over and over again. And that's, in terms of what he's talking about here, that's why he says this word overtaken. If anyone is overtaken in a transgression, the idea Paul's talking about here is not of a hardened and determined sinner. Let's suppose that someone uh, is actively involved in theft, okay, stealing. A hardened and determined sinner would be the boss of a stealing organization who brings people in and runs the organization so that everybody in the organization is stealing and bringing in what they get and he's contacting the fences and trying to get rid of it all. He has no awareness if you will, in that situation, of any kind of wrongdoing because he's organizing. He is in, you know, hip deep. He is 
completely immersed in that circumstance of theft, of stealing. Hardened criminal, we might say, right? That's not what Paul is talking about here. Paul is talking about a situation where any one of us, myself included, anyone who is a member of God's family is really somewhat surprised by circumstances in which they have fallen into sin. They were under stress. They were in a position perhaps they're not usually in, and they become entangled. They make a mistake. They do something that is a sin. It is a transgression. But the idea is that they find themselves surprised. I never dreamed that I would feel pressure like I did to walk out of the store with this. Okay, back in the idea of theft. And there's a difference between somebody who finds themselves surprised to be in that circumstance versus the stealing boss who's running an organization designed to steal. So if anyone is overtaken, okay, that's not a place they should stay. If you are surprised, you find yourself uh, where I, a place you never dreamed you would be, right? You can't stay there because staying there is going to become more like the person running the, the stealing ring over here, right? You've got to remember that anyone can find themselves in a circumstance, in an environment, under pressure that they're not usually under, and make a wrong choice, a sinful choice, but it's not who they are all the time. It's a surprise that can happen. I would hope that when all of us are going through our day, going through our week, that the choices we make that are bad choices, the choices we make that are in fact sinful behavior are much more in the surprise column, if you will, than in the business as usual column. Because if it's business as usual, we have a different problem than what Paul is talking about here in Galatians 6. If anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual, those who have not fallen into a transgression, those who have almost as if not been snuck up upon from behind and boom, in a sinful situation. Here, these individuals are called spiritual. You've got to remember, however, it's been on a couple of slides already, that sinful choices can be made by anyone and are made by everyone. You know, I, I don't know what your past week, what your past month has been, and you don't know mine. But it would be, I would really think, unusual if everyone in here had avoided sin for the entire month of December. Because sin can involve anger, it can involve shading the truth, we often call that lying, but we don't like to. It can involve thoughts that we shouldn't have. It's, it's very broad. We, we were reading this earlier today in the class that Thurl was, was teaching on Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah. And sinful behaviors, things that God does not want us to be involved in or to choose. Really, do we really think we go a day, a week, a month, a year without 
making any mistakes whatsoever? I don't think so. I really don't. And so it may not be me who is this brother caught in a transgression, surprised by a circumstance and making a choice they should not have made, but it could have been. It could have been. And it might be in the future. I've got to remember that. I've got to remember that it could easily have been me. No matter how strong a Christian I think I am, no matter how resistant to making wrong choices I may think I am, the person that Paul's talking about here in Galatians 6 verse 1 is someone that's a member of the congregation, someone who is a member of God's family, someone who is surprised they didn't leave their, their start their day thinking, I'm going to go out and do a lot of bad things today. But they have. You who are spiritual should restore the individual who has been overtaken in a transgression in a spirit of gentleness. I said a moment ago, anyone can fall into sin. Anyone can make a choice that is sinful. Anyone can make a choice that is not a choice of something that where they love God or they're loving their neighbor. They can make a choice where they're loving themselves. In, in my ranking of how I just put that out, most choices of where we're loving ourselves can easily involve not loving my neighbor or not loving God. If we do that, we cannot remain there. We cannot remain entangled in the fault, in the transgression, in the sinful circumstance, that I was surprised. You're only surprised for a short time, right? I'm so surprised that I stepped into something very undesirable in the grass, left behind by someone earlier in the day, maybe walking an animal. You know what I mean? I can be surprised at first, but if you look at it and you see me still standing in it an hour later, I'm not surprised now. I have decided, I've made a further choice to stay in what was left on the grass. So that's what we've got to focus on here. Any of us can be overtaken in a fault. Any of us can find ourselves in a circumstance we did not foresee and make a wrong choice, a sinful choice. We who have not made that choice today, we who are spiritual, who have not fallen into temptation and made a bad choice today, should restore, bring someone back who was overtaken, who was surprised in a spirit of gentleness. We should restore them back to their initial condition. The word restore is actually a medical term. It's a medical term. It's the idea of someone who has broken their arm or broken a leg, and you set the bone back so that it is going to be able to heal. The break has occurred, but those of us who have knowledge about those circumstances help fix it. You know, if you have a broken arm, I've seen, it's hard to look at and think about, but I've seen where somebody's arm is bent in the wrong place. 
There's an extra bend in somebody's arm. They're not going to be able to function very well if they stay with an extra bend in their arm. We have to put it back the way it's supposed to be. And there may be some healing time that's needed. There may be some time before it's ready to be back and functioning the way it used to work. But it won't work if it's not put back. And so here, you who are spiritual should restore such a one. Set things back the way they're supposed to be in a spirit of gentleness. Now notice it says restore, not ignore. I'm afraid there have been plenty of times where those who are not involved in sinful choices, who have not fallen into temptation, ignore the brother or sister who has or ignore what they were doing. Paul doesn't say that. He doesn't say, say, leave the arm bent in an extra spot. He says, those of you who are spiritual, who have not fallen into temptation or sinful circumstance today, need to put it back. You cannot ignore someone who's been overtaken in a fault, overtaken in a transgression. It should not be excused. Well, Johnny's always had a problem with, he'll snap out of it, you know, or whatever it may be, right? You cannot ignore it, you cannot excuse it. You certainly cannot destroy the person who's been overtaken in a fall. I've seen people who have found themselves in a circumstance or an end result they did not see in the future when they started doing something, never come back because they feel like their lives are destroyed and they just did not have the love and support that might could have fixed it. It's up to us who have not fallen into those circumstances today. You notice I keep saying today. I'm making a choice to say today because it could be one of us who have not done it tomorrow. We need to be there to put things back in order, not ignore, not excuse, and certainly not destroy. It's not up to us to be destroyed. It's up to us to bring somebody back he also says in a spirit of gentleness it need, we need to be gentle with that again it, it, it needs to be done but it needs to be done with a gentle spirit why gently we've got to remember all of us are sinners and it could have been me that needed the help if you've ever been the one with the extra break, if you've ever been the one who has made the choice you should not have made, how would you have wanted to be treated? You need help. You may even realize my, my arm has an extra bend in it. Would you rather it have been harsh and condemning or loving and encouraging but still done to bring you back? It needs to be Done in a spirit of gentleness, and notice his other phrase, keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. 
pride goes before a fall, and it can be too easy to think, well, it's a good thing you as a sinner came across those of us who are spiritual so that you could be restored where you needed to be. Any kind of an attitude like that that has almost a vertical look down, right, is completely ignoring what we've been talking about, that it could be me tomorrow. It could be you tomorrow. It could be me this afternoon. It's a surprise circumstance that's the context here that Paul's talking about. You're not running the, the crime gang or whatever, you know, those kind of things. We all make mistakes. And those of us who have not made a mistake today or that mistake right now, those of us who see the mistake, bring the person back gently in a spirit of gentleness, but bring them back to where they need to be. Keeping focus on ourselves because it could happen to us as well. Then he says this, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. A couple of initial thoughts on this. This is other focused. This is telling me to help bear the burdens of my brothers and sisters. It is not expect other people to bear my burdens, right? It is not, where were all of you? I had this burden and none of you helped me with it. You should have helped me with my burden. That's not how it's being phrased here. What's being said is we need to know each other well enough. We need to be close enough as a family that we will know the burdens, see the burdens, feel the burdens people are under and help them with it. This is a simple command to obey. It really is. Look for somebody who's under a burden. Look for somebody who's under pressure and help them with it. How do you not see that? I don't see much of anything, actually. Boy, the world is a dark place, but at least I don't have any problems or see We need to know each other well enough, love each other enough that we want to help. And don't get me wrong, the message this morning is not in any way suggesting that we aren't already doing that. But I want it to be our specific focus for 2022 that we keep it for, in the forefront of our minds because there are still burdens that we probably have missed. And there are going to be burdens that will crop up in the future because during 2022, sin will find its way into the lives of, of many of us. It's what the devil is all about. And he's going to surprise some of us in 2022. We need to put it right. We need to be aware enough that we see when somebody is overtaken in a fall, but to set it right gently, and in doing that, we will be bearing one another's burdens. We all have burdens. We do. And God does not expect us to carry them alone. The word for burden is the word for, the best word to think about it today is a heavy backpack. A heavy backpack. 
I remember a couple years ago now being on the trail, Appalachian Trail in the Smokies with the scouts. And we were the old goat patrol compared to the young boys. But you have to carry your own water. And each jug of water weighs eight pounds. So it sure felt like people had stuck 10 or 20 of those in my backpack. It was a bit too much for me. <laughs> they talk about eating some pride. I had to hand off one of those jugs to one of those young guys. The burden that I was bearing was too much for me. It wasn't too much for them. So the burden that we all have will be different. What is a burden for you may not be a burden for me. And that's okay. That's why we, we don't bear Joe's burdens and only focus on Joe. We bear one another's burdens. We bear one another's burdens. Uh, and it is an imperative. It is a command. There's no option here. Bear, bear the other burdens that people have if you want to. Here's a suggestion. Consider bearing one another's burdens. It is a command. Every bit as much as do not lie, do not steal, all these different things. We are commanded to do this. God expects it to do it. It's a weight that somebody feels pressing on them that may not uh, press on somebody else. By doing this, Paul says we fulfill the law of Christ, which is what? What is the law of Christ Paul is speaking about here? Well, I'm going to suggest it's this. Back in John 13, when Jesus was speaking with his disciples, in verses 34 and 35, Jesus says here, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. As we help one another, as we bear one another's burdens, we love each other. And I believe that is the law of Christ that Jesus gave, that we are fulfilling when we bear one another's burdens. Let's make this our resolution for 2022. Will you join me? in trying to have a focus on bearing one another's burdens this year. I hope so, because I'm going to remind us of it frequently, just like I did in 2021. So let's read it out loud one more time here. Brothers, if anyone, any of us, are caught in any transgression, caught surprised by any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. There it is. We can do this. We can do this and we certainly should do this more in 2022. Well, when we're thinking about new things, resolutions, things being new, a brand new year, it always is shown as a picture of a little baby and the old year is this old fellow, right? The little baby, brand new baby, fresh. Well, in so many ways, we all need renewal from God. Revelation chapter 21, verse 5, He who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. All things new. That includes you and me. God is making us new, a renewal of ourselves. 
when I think of where that's described, I go to Colossians 3. It's one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible. Paul said, how am I renewed? How am I made into a new person? You have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of the Creator. Instead of living for myself, I am renewed. I am made a brand new creature when I quit living for myself and I live for God. Well, that happens when I realize that I am not a member of God's family. When I realize that I have been living for myself, I have been sinning, I've been doing what I want to do, instead of turning my life around from a wrong direction to a right direction, a fancy word for that is repenting, and choosing to live for God by loving God and loving my neighbor, confessing that I understand what Jesus did for me, that he came, lived, and died so that I have that opportunity to have my past mistakes erased, and they are erased when we are immersed in water. We die under the water, as it were. Everything we've ever done wrong is erased, and we are raised a brand new person. That's what Paul is talking about right here in Colossians 3. Will you let God make you a new person this morning? If you're a member of God's family and you have been overtaken in a fault, we are here today to pray for you and to help you set it right. The time for that is right now as we stand and sing.